going on folks welcome back something about web 3 we were gone a week and the entire market crashed i can't believe it um that's what happens i mean we're basically the only ones holding holding this market up with our podcast so right yep um <laughs> uh, my name is dan i'm here with kazuaki as always what's going on we uh we've had an interesting two weeks i guess Very a lot has happened it seems yeah. like forever now yeah the last two weeks um i don't we didn't even talk about like um celsius or anything i mean all that was none of that was happening i think we were still talking about Terra two weeks ago Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> happened. Um, the the uh, maybe we should have a section where we review what we talked about, and then we could then we could decide if what we were mm-hmm. talking about made sense or not. Or is that too introspective? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I hope you dumped your OP tokens. I'll I'll just say that. <laughs> there's, there's no um. Yeah. They had they had some other kind of mess up, right? Maybe I don't even know. Everyone's just getting hacked and, and messing up right and left these days. So, um, but I think you know, depending on what side of crypto Twitter you're on, um, I think there was a lot of positive stuff happening or a lot of positivity in uh, NFT NYC happening, mm-hmm. which is still happening at the moment. Maybe it's the last day or something. Um. From what I saw on Twitter, everyone was doing a lot of cocaine last night. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of after after parties, a lot of enemies becoming friends. I saw mm-hmm. several ladies um, posing for photos with Ryder Rips, nice. the Milady mortal enemy. Um, and Kazuaki, you showed me this that Ryder Rips claimed that it was the the Ryder Rips Board Ape Yacht Club. I don't, is that what it's officially called? I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, R-R-E-A-Y-C? I don't know. Yeah. I think he tweeted at one point that he was going to call it R-Apes, but that was just a bad All idea. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> so it became the number one NFT on OpenSea. Uh mm-hmm. Do you know what this project is? I, I was following it. Were you following it? Yeah, I think you we, we talked about that like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so hopefully you got your your RAPE mm-hmm. going at that point. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I think they were going for quite a bit of money. And there was a documentary that came out as well on YouTube. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a video essay, an hour long, talking about the similarities between yuga labs and the third reich of germany um Mm -hmm. i didn't watch it but i you know i i can just imagine what they said um and um so the idea here was sort of a a art i don't know what you call it performance art of counterfeiting the board apes handmade on foundation i think foundation was the site he was using um and you would just like DM him and send him one ETH, or I don't even know if it was that much. It might have been cheaper than that. And you would just like mint a fake copy 
of the name. Um, I think it like it like pointed to the same IPFS mm-hmm. and everything. It was like basically the exact same. Yeah, yeah. So from that aspect, it's kind of a performance art. But the reality is, well, it was. So it's interesting. Right when he first did the project, it got banned on Foundation, and it also got banned on OpenSea. And then I think he got like lawyers involved and sent them oh. a letter and was like, "This wow. is a conceptual art project." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So it was unbanned. But now you're saying it's banned again on OpenSea? Yep. Yep. Yeah. His project got banned, I think, two days ago. Two days ago. It and couldn't be the number one. I mean, like, they would have yeah. tolerated it if it was, like, just chilling. But I think it being the number one is pretty bad. <laughs> Especially, like, people who don't know anything about crypto and are just, like, mm-hmm. rich assholes and are like, I'm going to buy a board ape. You could easily accidentally buy one of those. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. His one of his proteges. I don't. I don't even know if it was one of his proteges, but everyone was saying it was someone that was a big fan of his. We'll say that at least started making their own like miladies, like trying to do the Rider Rips board ape, but with miladies. But like no one cared, <laughs> <laughs> and he just stopped doing it, and everyone made fun of him, and it was pretty yeah, funny because yeah. um, it's like whatever. Obviously there's a, a grift here going on with Ryder Rips, but like he has some cachet in terms of being an artist like that had done other projects before mm-hmm. um, to say, oh, I'm doing conceptual art. Like, okay, sure. He's a professional artist. You can't deny that. This was just someone who was just trying to like counterfeit Miladies, but mm-hmm. if, if people aren't aware, like if you want to use a Milady as your profile pic, like nobody cares. You can You can All do right. that. So, um, and there's like tons of derivatives and stuff that you could get to unofficial ones. No one cares. Just it, just having a milady uh, profile pic, you get all the negative, um, <laughs> all the negative effects of being a milady, uh, <laughs> or no positive effects. So just go yeah. ahead and do it if you feel like it. But uh, anyway, yeah, NFT NYC is happening. Um, it looks pretty did you, fun. Did you, did you find any, any any interesting project for my NFT NFC? Well, you know the um, you know Tubby Cats apparently had a big party, and Tubby Cats and Miladies are kind of mortal enemies. Yeah. Uh, as did Wassies, also mortal enemies of Miladies. Basically, every NFT project. Um, so I guess, I guess I learned a little bit more about those. Um, also some like kind of Milady affiliated NFT projects, not really affiliated, but a lot of, a lot of the same people bought them, the Sanko game court and, um, ad world other NFTs. I think I've talked about on this podcast, um, had parties, there's a Milady rave. Um, but did I see any other interesting projects? Not really. I mean, hmm. You know, someone someone said on Twitter, I saw that um, like Bored Apes and that type of stuff is basically the Ed Hardy of NFTs. Like it's so like kind of cringe, like <laughs> um, and like so not true. fashionable. Yeah. And I like, I guess I tend to agree in some aspects, but especially if you yeah. go into like Lazy Lions and like the other stuff that's just like just super trash looking. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they're still there. I don't know. I mean, it's not a great time to be doing anything new, I guess. Um, right. Oh, I did hear that um, Genie was acquired, right, by Uniswap. Hmm. Oh, yeah. See that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I've used Genie before, for sure. And I've used Uniswap before. Um, I'm not sure what the game plan is there. I guess I could have read about it, but I didn't. Um, but that's interesting to me. Uh, oh, you know, I listened to the podcast uh, Bankless, where they had the Uniswap founder on. And um, he was saying that they were planning to do a lot with Genie and NFTs in general and integrating NFTs into Uniswap V3 somehow. Hmm. Um, probably to do something similar to like NFTX.io where you can like um, stake NFTs into a contract to receive like a, a fungible version of that NFT okay. um, form of a token. And then all of the staked NFTs in that staking pool, you could redeem that fungible version hmm. for any one but you like like if you when you deposit your nft into the contract you get like one nft token and then to withdraw an nft from the from the contract you can either with you can withdraw one randomly for one token or you could pay like 1.02 tokens to pick one you know Mm. but the fact that you have your nft in the pool it, it you earn tokens over time so like after a month of it being in the pool or something like that you'll you'll have the 1.02 tokens so you can just pick one but anyway i'd like to see more stuff like that because i think nftx is like a really important project that not enough people are like into in my mm-hmm. opinion um but i don't know so i don't know did you hear anything cool uh not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. The, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. The 28th. 28th? Okay. NFT Japan. Oh, okay. Shibuya. Trunk Hotel. 730. Okay. Um, the, the Flowers guy is going to be there. What's his name? Murakami? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Takashi Murakami? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be there. Yeah, cool. uh, yeah he, he's been doing a uh, like, pretty famous NFT project, right? Yeah, he did the Murakami Flowers, and he did that other one that's like the anime PFPs. What is yeah. that one called? Not Itzuki's. Clone X. That's what it's called, right? Okay. Clone X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll be there. Hmm. He's, he's like a really famous artist other than NFTs. Maybe one of the <laughs> famous artists to ever make an NFT. Oh, yeah. um, definitely more famous than Beeple. <laughs> and people yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Andy Warhol of Japan in a lot of ways. Pretty much, yeah. Um, has a cool beard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he wears a t-shirt that says there is no Discord or something like that. Have you seen that? <laughs> Because he doesn't have a Discord for any of his projects. Right. So he wears a shirt that says there's no Discord. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's cool because he's kind of an older guy, right? So, like, it's awesome yeah. that he's so into NFTs yeah. and everything. Oh. 
And he, I think he made a public apology on Twitter recently about the value of the NFTs going down. Wow. Yeah. Which is like kind of funny because all <laughs> like that. It's not like he did something, you know. Like, yeah. But whatever. Oh, that's crazy. Um, and, and NFT. Oh, the other thing I saw NFT NYC, which I thought was hilarious, was like the board ape party that had like uh, Amy Schumer as a guest. Did you see this? Oh, no. They had, they had Amy Schumer come out and do like quote unquote comedy. And then apparently her like comedy act was all about how like people who have NFTs are lame and stupid. So that's yeah, that's NFT NYC for you. But apparently the parties are awesome. A lot of cool parties. Um, yeah. and obviously everyone on NFT Twitter is over there. So I gotta go. I gotta go next year or something. Yeah. I'm FOMO. I got a lot of FOMO. <laughs> So anyway, the NFT side of Twitter, I think, is still popping. Like, I don't know. People are still going wild. And um, I think, like, NFT people, at least more so than your typical crypto Twitter, people care care less about the price, you know? Right. Especially if it's an affordable project, like a, a tubby cat or Wasi or whatever. Like, if it costs less than 10 grand when you bought it, you're not going to, like you know, have a mental breakdown if it goes to a thousand dollars. Yeah. Versus if you bought a crypto punk or um an ape and you lost like a million dollars. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, and also I think if you're buying like smaller cap NFT projects, you're probably just like more interested in having fun and like instead of it being like generational wealth <laughs> so at least that's how i feel about it i mean i'm still i'm still like buying nfts every day i can't stop i'm obsessed and they're just getting cheaper every day so it's like oh yeah that's good it gets even easier um yeah i just minted one today that was like a mcdonald's theme milady derivative <laughs> but mclady um <laughs> that's actually true. I, I that's actually true. Um anyway, but the crypto Twitter side of things the past couple of weeks has just been hell. And I I don't know about you, but like I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I just didn't need to know about that I know about now. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know who and maybe maybe I'm gonna sound stupid, but I didn't know who like Zoo Sue was. Right. I didn't know what Three Arrows Capital was. I didn't know what any of this stuff was. I'd never heard of any of this crap. I didn't. I didn't either. Okay, so it's not just me. Um, okay, good. Well, that's good. Um, but I guess, you know, the, the, the big thing that kind of kicked off the last um, meltdown in, the, in prices is Celsius. Uh, pausing withdrawals like literally a day after they made some announcement saying that they would never do that which is awesome mm-hmm. um, so kind of kind of a uh, Luna situation all over again they weren't they did they do have a stable coin correct me if I'm wrong Celsius does have a stable coin right um, but that wasn't what caused the problems the 
basically I think their problem is a fallout from Luna and that they were like invested in stuff that was exposed to Luna. Well, they had been hacked before, right? Like um, yep. they were invested in Badger Dow, right? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the first time they lost tens of millions of dollars. The problem is that the the um, the investment money, allegedly, I'll say allegedly because I don't know enough about this to, to, to say anything definitively, but um, allegedly people who had deposited money with Celsius, that money was used to yield farm with by Celsius, right? I probably don't even need to say allegedly. I think that was the point of Celsius. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that's like a secret. I don't think that was like something they did illicitly or like embezzle the money, right? I think people deposited money with Celsius because they thought they would be good. Um, what do you call it? Not a hedge fund, but um, custodian. Mm-hmm. of their funds which they were not because they kept trying they kept depositing funds and stuff that got hacked and then the the nail in the coffin for them is they deposited funds in um lido right mm-hmm. what i mean what is your take i don't think we ever talked about steeth or what, staked eth did we ever talk about the, the token no. on the podcast what is no, your thought no, no. on the whole like lido thing well, I think, well, first of all, like they leverage too much. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, but I think they're doing a really good job on fighting against the short, the people who try to short ETH. But yeah. I don't know. I, I want to see Celsius winning against those people. Because oh, you do. That's Interesting. That's going to cause the price going up. But um, I think um, right at this moment, Celsius is not really good because like they opened about like your liquidation position. So, but the, yeah. on the other hand, like the people who try to short it, they don't have any liquidation position yet. So, well, like they 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 open they didn't open the sh- uh, short position so. Mm. But yeah, like I said, I want to I want to see Celsius winning. They could be they could end up short squeezed as um, a lot GameStop. Mm-hmm. Celsius become the GameStop or AMC of crypto. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the whole thing with with uh, Lido and their liquidity to me seems insane. And I as soon as I had heard about staked ETH mm-hmm. token, not staking your ETH. Staking your ETH is a separate thing, right? Yeah. But the the um the staked ETH token, the, this idea that you could stake your ETH for the merge and but stake it with the staking provider who would give you a token that would represent your staked ETH and then there would be products that would allow you to earn yield on staked ETH. <laughs> It's just like, I mean, I'm not a fan of locking tokens ever, mm-hmm. ever. Um, 
because it's just like such I don't know the gain has to be massive for you to lock away funds because you're just like losing liquidity like crazy yeah. um so so the merge when when staked the steef token is supposed to unlock is supposed to be like six months after the merge happens so you don't even know when it's going to unlock and then on top of that to take leverage positions out that just seems like such a bad combination of things to do lock tokens and take leverage like do one or the other if all they did was lock tokens and they weren't leveraged they would just be chilling like they wouldn't be having any problems or if they just had leverage like at least they could manage that and react to it as it happened but what happened was they did both they locked tokens they did leverage and then when their margin calls started coming in they had no liquidity to get out of the leverage positions mm. because they locked it mm-hmm. so it's like why why would you do that am i crazy like what is wrong with these people <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a bad combination of ideas um and then because of this like all these big crypto i don't know what hedge funds like three arrows capital that i didn't know anything about two weeks ago apparently you know are involved in and celsius and terra and all these other things and they've lost a bunch of institutional money oh, oh true yeah and you know this bull market everyone the big meme was institutional money is here i never expected that retails would be the ones to dump on the institutional traders. Mm. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. It's 100% what happened. At least at least the retail people that have been around since, you know, 2017 or before. Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of retail traders who are new newer um, also got dumped on, but like is there an institutional group out there that's in the green in the black like everyone everyone just lost tons of money. That's what it seems like. Everyone's just lost yeah. so much money. Uh, not me, of course, but uh, everyone else. Well, at least everyone who's smarter than me, apparently. <laughs> um, I, I am... There's a new Twitter account. There's a bunch of them. But the first one, I think, was called USDC Bull. Did you see this Twitter account? Oh, no. They're called USDC Bull, and they post all these memes about how USDC is like the best crypto and how they're so bullish on USDC and that USDC is going to go to the moon and all this stuff. It's so funny. But, but like, legitimately, they're, they're correct. They're absolutely 100% correct because oh, yeah. USDC is the <laughs> cryptocurrency that gets pumped by the Federal Reserve. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and in my opinion, that's what's causing, that's what's causing, um, that's a big part of why crypto is crashing, mm-hmm. uh, because the U S dollar is just so strong and, um, they post a lot of funny memes and stuff, but one thing, one, one meme that they started that I think is quite accurate. They, they, they don't call, uh, Ethereum, Ethereum. They call it the USDC settlement layer. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's, what, that's been my strategy for the past, I don't know, four months or something, is that I'm just like all in stables um, mm-hmm. and I'm still yield farming stables yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm doing degenerate stuff. But in the end, I'm not holding any non-stable crypto at all. That's a great strategy. Yeah, I'm USDC bull. So 
so I'm all about it. Like it's and and you can get like if you get degen, you can get really um crazy yields off of you know. You just have to do stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but I like that. And then you know it's it's you got to the the key here is you got to do it yourself. You can't just hand it off to someone like Celsius or Terra. Yeah. yeah. You got to manage it yourself and diversify yourself. Understand mm-hmm. contract risk. This is not financial advice, but when I when I do things, um, I do everything myself, and I don't put more than ten percent into any one uh, play. Let's let's call it. I don't I don't know what you would call it. You know, when I'm assembling the money Legos, uh, I don't have more than ten percent in any specific configuration. Because at any point, you know, there's contract, there's huge contract risk. Something can get hacked, and so if you're diversified like that, and you and and something gets hacked, assuming that the, you know the Legos aren't too intertwined, um, you'll be able to, you know, just take a ten percent loss or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in my opinion, I think USDC is probably going to become the Federal Reserve stablecoin. So. Because obviously they're not going to allow die, you know. I mean, I, hopefully die still sticks around forever, because I think die is mm-hmm. quite good. But I don't, yeah. you know. I'll tell you this: if USDC got hacked somehow, they would just they would just undo it. It's fully centralized, right. so yeah. they would just undo it. People are getting banned from USDC, though. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, mm-hmm. so you have to be careful there. There is a blacklist in the contract. You can go view it, and they can add your address to it, and you lose mm-hmm. everything. Uh, but um, you know they're they're doing that to comply with um, FACTA and those types of regulations. Wow. Um, you know, I don't think Kim Jong Un is allowed to use USDC. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I mean, um, what are what are your what are your thoughts on 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 whatever paradigm three arrows? Right, right. I mean, all these, all these quote unquote big names that I'd never heard of before yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. Using they they just like held down ninety percent. Like, what the hell yeah, are they doing? Yeah. I mean, you know, like remember, like first like Uniswap or well, like DeFi came out, and then like even if DeFi is like over collateralized. And running without credit creation, so there are tons of people outside of DeFi, such as like VC or like centralized exchange or like people who put so much leverage on it, will inflate credit and shove money into it. And when mm. they get paid off, they will need a legal tender to tender, and DeFi will be sold entirely. It's like I, mm. I feel really sorry about like you know like really cool DeFi projects like Uniswap and Curve and any other stuff. But I mean, like, and then like the crypto newcomers say, oh, you know, crypto is not trustful. So like, you know, I, I wouldn't touch that. But the reality is like those people who, who have so much leverage or like all those VC people mm-hmm. causing all, all the, you know, the bull market. I mean, like a bear market. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I don't know if they caused it, but they're definitely not helping. <laughs> no, no, no helping. Yeah, that's the right yeah. word, I guess. Yeah. Is it, you said something really interesting, was, which is that you feel bad for Uniswap and Curve and groups mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. But honestly, do you think they're that upset? I, I feel like they're probably chugging along. Like, I know Uniswap is still hiring. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have really solid business models. Don't mm. they? Curve, Curve, especially, I think, has a very solid business model. Okay. It, you know, there is locking and boosting and all that kind of stuff. But they, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my understanding Curve, um, not Convex, but Curve, Convex is a whole different story. Um, Uniswap, SushiSwap, whatever. They don't. They came before this big, this this recent wave of what they call protocol-owned liquidity, right? Mm. I don't like Uniswap doesn't provide liquidity, do they? Right. I don't think so. Curve doesn't provide liquidity. Mm-hmm. It's just a protocol, right? And and so without, because so many groups, so many groups like Convex, for example, they've got these massive treasuries that they're managing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not even like user deposits. It's like they're involved in it. Like like um, Bancor, they just mm. they released the Bancor new version, and they are having like a bank run right now because mm. they're involved in I wouldn't call it protocol owned liquidity, but they had this like impermanent loss protection thing that was yeah. like hyper inflationary on the BNT token and yeah, like these projects like Uniswap and Curve, I think is so great about them. And what makes them so resilient is like, they're not correct. I could be totally wrong about this, but Uniswap isn't like sitting on 80% of the supply of uni tokens, right? Mm-hmm. Curve, isn't, Curve isn't, isn't, isn't the biggest player in the Curve ecosystem, Yeah, you know? Um, and so that makes them very resilient. Mm. That's good. I think more, People like with Ohm and everything like that, and the three three and locking and and all this stuff and Olympus out, and it's just like layers upon layers upon layers of these different strategies mm-hmm. that like the protocols themselves are involved in, and it's just made everything super fragile to the point where like yeah, if their token goes down, it like kills their project. But that's why does that have to be true? It doesn't, right? Like you mm-hmm. can just be curve. And you could just take fees and you could just make insane amounts of money and not not have to be so complicated about it. Mm. I think, right? Yeah. It's called business models. I couldn't explain to you what um, a business model of Convex is, to be honest. Well, I guess I could, but I would do it in a a negative and insulting way. So, um, anyway, speaking of which, Convex has been hacked today, like an hour ago. Um, pretty simple attack, but with a little extra spice in it. Um, so if you're if you're involved in Convex, I think you're probably okay. But if you used Convex in like the last twenty four hours, you're probably not okay. You're gonna have to figure mm-hmm. out if you've been hacked or not. Someone hacked the DNS of Convex. Um, Hijacked DNS, replaced the contract addresses within the DAP with their own um, 
contract addresses, or I don't even know if it's a contract address or an EOA, but but they they mined a contract address that had the same first four and last four as the official convex address, thereby making it slightly more difficult to see what was happening. Of course, I think MetaMask would still tell you if it was a new contract, right? But mm-hmm. but it only looks slightly different. So so that's a big problem. Um, I guess this is why a lot of these sites use IPFS, right? Yep. Uh, that's something I never thought about before. I was, I've always been very annoyed by Aave and Uniswap and, and other things with like launch app. And then, the, you know, it pops up this thing and says, this is not hosted by us. This is hosted on IPFS and we take no responsibility and blah, 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 blah. But, but, you know, those IPFS links are permanent, right? So, um, so you don't have to worry about this type of attack, I guess, with an app hosted on IPFS, probably. I, I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I think that's true. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, people, I guess, in the last, I don't know, maybe day or so have been po- been depositing their stuff, not actually in Convex, but in some other website or in some other wallet. What a bummer uh, for people in the yield farming community, but uh, what are you going to do? Sucks. I guess only five people were attacked. Oh, God. <laughs> But still, um, yeah. What convex? I mean, that's that's got to be a brutal beating. I haven't looked at the price of convex in a long time. But I remember, I remember earlier this year that it was just like, well, boom, like massive. Um, what do you call it? Massive price. That was five dollars. Less than five dollars. Earlier this year was fifty dollars. So that that sucks. Mm. Could always go down ninety percent more though. So <laughs> if it's fifty cents, uh, maybe I'm gonna buy it. I don't know. Yep. By the way, Celsius up ten percent today. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Celsius up ten percent. Oh, that's so funny. That is so funny. Man, if you bought it at the all-time low, you know, two weeks ago at, at 18 cents, you're up, you're up like 10x. Now you're up 5x. Whoa. Uh, um, if you bought the Pico bottom, as we like to say. Ay, ay, ay. Um... I mean, what what is your uh, Kazuaki? Give us give us some wisdom here. What are we what are we supposed to do? Everything's getting hacked. Everyone's losing all their money. What are, what should people do? If they're listening now, thirty five minutes into the podcast. You know they're gonna make it, but but you know, not financial advice, but more of a mental spiritual advice. What do you what do you have for our listeners? No, you, you just need to be a USDC bull. Okay, there you go. It was financial <laughs> advice, really, but uh, no, it's not financial advice. But at least, at least the the memes I think are solid. Yeah. You know, there's there's also like now they got like the Frax bull and like mm-hmm. the Tether bull and all these stupid ones. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, just 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 follow USDC bull one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Speaking of which, I saw a billion dollars of tether was minted while we were gone. Mm. Not an unusual thing to happen, but in this market, it seemed kind of unusual. Tether, obviously, like, would be insane if something happened to Tether. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it seems pretty solid. I like how is if it's going to collapse, I think it would have collapsed by now. It's definitely trading under a dollar for the last month. Have you seen that? Tether mm-hmm. Tether has been consistently under a dollar for the last month, but yeah, it's never gone under 99 cents in you know in the last year or whatever. Um it's trading over 0.999 cents. So like yeah, not that much arbitrage there, but um seems solid. I don't know. And yeah. and, and and I had heard on on Twitter and stuff that like people are cashing out of tether and they're not having any problem doing that. So mm. um, I guess good for them. Right? Yeah. We'll see what happens. Probably next week we're going to be talking about tether collapse. <laughs> week. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? That's that's pretty terrifying uh, that, that that domino is still there yeah. teetering, so to speak. Um, Solana's coming out with a phone. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I just, I just saw <laughs> How that. Much is I just Are you gonna buy that. the Solana phone? <laughs> I have no idea. Solana phone? Wow. That's, I don't right. know about that. Here's here's a question. What cryptocurrency would you buy a phone for? Like, if a crypto project oh. said we're launching a phone. Which crypto project would you buy the the whatever phone? Would you buy a USDC phone, for example? Probably, yeah. You would buy the USDC phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> me, I would buy the. Um, let's pick a real winner. What was that one that was like for dentists? You don't talk about Denticoin or some crap like that. <laughs> you remember that one? This oh. is like from years ago. It used to be like in the top 20 cryptocurrencies during the ICO craze. Yeah, I'd buy that. I'd buy the, the Denticoin. Denticoin? Yeah, it's like for dentists. Okay. I don't know. I could be I could be making that up, but I swear that okay. was true. Steam. I'll buy Steam phone. Oh, Steam is cool. Yeah, Steam. And, um, God, all these coins suck. Even for a joke, I wouldn't trust these. <laughs> so many garbage coins. Uh, oh, here's a good one. I'd buy um, uh, Mona phone. How about that? Mm. Yeah. That'll be cool. Mona. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What is what? what? Sometime you'll have to. I don't know if you know the history of it, um, but being Japanese, I feel like Monacoin is the Japanese cryptocurrency in many ways. Mm-hmm. Birthed in Japan, right? Yeah. You know the history behind Mona? I'm not really. 
It like came from um, Two Channel, right, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? Monocoin is at fifty cents right now. And um, wow, fifty cents. Fifty cents. Okay. And you know, at its highest, it was only like. I mean, at its very highest back in 2018, it hit like $17 or something. But off its yeah. like most recent peak, it went up to $4-ish. Yeah. Well, actually, Motocoin is doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, wait. Mot yeah, Motocoin. Yeah, well, at 50 cents. Right, that's, yeah, 50 cents. So it's not, it's not down 90%. It's only down mm. 80%. That's pretty good. So yeah, I'm gonna buy the Mona coin phone. Um, the market cap, fifty-three million dollars, seems like a good deal. Um, yeah. it looks like you can. Oh no, wait. You can only buy mostly from exchange in Japan, like Zai, Bitflyer, Bitbank. Yeah. Yeah. Probably on like Poloniex, if that is still is that still around, um, or um, you know the really crappy exchanges. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, the good old days. You remember before DeFi? Oh, and yeah. Just use exchanges for everything, uh -huh. and you'd have like accounts at all these different exchanges. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are good times. I know. Coinbase. A lot of people try to. Yeah, a lot of people visit like foreign country to open up a bank account so that they can do yeah. arbitrage. <laughs> yeah. Miss those days. It was a lot um I don't know. It felt a lot sketchier. It felt a lot shadier then, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but in that way it really felt like you were doing something more interesting. Now it seems yeah. a little bit boring. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A bit boring. With all these TradFi people running around. Wow. By the way, I heard the TradFi people hate when you post uh, anime on the timeline. So, oh. okay. So if, you know, if you want to scare them away, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's try. Let's immerse them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's all we got for this week. I don't know. Is there anything else? Um, is getting hacked at the moment. That we're unaware yeah. of. Just, just a short one. Um, you know, footballer Cristiano Ronaldo. He became a he he signed a partnership, NFT partnership with Binance. Okay. And then, <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna do. What Binance gonna do? But I saw the one. I saw the. Um, crypto Twitter people say, hey, if you're serious about crypto, you should change your icon with a laser eye. Hmm. Interesting. But I don't think you would. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I will say the NFT side of Twitter is way more fun than the, than the crypto side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the NFT side definitely feels shadier. Like more yeah. old school, but also there's a lot of stupid, like really stupid new people in it. 
it's an interesting mix. It's an interesting mix. Um, yeah, if you're if you're like if you're like bummed out about the markets right now, like go buy a stupid NFT and slap it on and oh, yeah. jump in NFT Twitter because it's really fun. I highly recommend it. Um, so that's that's my that's my spiritual advice for surviving the bear market. Yeah. Um, oh, here's one more thing. One last thing. This will be a special interest to all, all of our listeners, I'm sure. There's a new DAO called Femboy DAO. Have you heard of this? Uh-uh. They're currently running a contest to design um, socks. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, if you're bullish on um, things like MEV... <laughs> And stuff like that. You might want to try to design some thigh high socks. Um, and I'm sure that's a community that 100% will have no trad five people in. So <laughs> that's so true. You can go check that out. Uh, if you're if you're not aware, I think probably all of the top uh, MEV searchers are trans. So you know. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I just think that's a fact. <laughs> or they're pretending to be. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Um, so you know, when you see when you see them posting the the uh, the anime on the timeline, you know, you know they know what they're doing. Mm. Um, when it comes to the dark forest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it at that. Um <laughs> Maybe don't check that. I'm looking at the Twitter right now. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe don't check it out. I take that back. Go check it out. It's pretty fun. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think all 12 people that listen to this podcast are going to unsubscribe now. But um, yeah. if you don't listen speak. Um. Until then, we we don't we don't have a sign off or anything, do we? I just play a weird noise at the end. I don't know. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next week. <laughs> All right.